I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, December 7th. A woman was being treated for non-life-threatening injuries after being struck by a car in Quincy last night. Police say the 58-year-old woman was hit at the intersection of Beale Street and Greenwood Avenue in Wollaston Center at 9.44 p.m. The victim was taken to Boston Medical Center for treatment. The 67-year-old woman driving a gray Nissan remained on scene, and the incident remains under investigation. One person died, four others seriously injured early today when a pickup truck crashed into a traffic light pole in Raynham. First responders were called just before 2.30 this morning at the intersection of Route 44 and Paramount Drive between Walmart and the courtyard by Marriott Boston where a Ram pickup truck crashed into a light pole. Five people were trapped inside the truck. Firefighters, including mutual aid from Taunton and Lakeville, removed the victims from the truck. One man was pronounced dead at the scene. Two other men and two women were taken by ambulance to various hospitals with serious injuries. Route 44 was shut down eastbound due to the crash. The victims' names have not been released. At least one person is dead after a wrong-way crash in Duxbury. State transportation officials first tweeted about the crash on Route 3 South, which happened near Exit 20 shortly before 9.30 last night. It's unclear how many people were injured in the crash or how many vehicles were involved. Transportation officials and fire officials tweeted that the area of Route 3 South near the crash was closed. Drivers were being asked to avoid that area. Two Plymouth High School students were injured after a truck crashed off a bridge in Plymouth. Witnesses said the teenage boy behind the wheel kicked out a window before he and his passenger, a teenage girl, both escaped. Police say their injuries were non-life-threatening and that the driver pulled out of the Long Beach parking lot onto Route 3A just before 9 o'clock Monday night and somehow drove off the bridge. Even with pieces of the bridge's support system in the Eel River, structural engineers deemed it safe to drive on after the crash. But locals continue to worry about that stretch of road and how much worse the accident could have been. A man charged in an assault and racist tirade in Quincy will appear in court today for a dangerousness hearing. 77-year-old John Sullivan of Quincy is accused of striking an Asian man with his vehicle Friday. Police were called to 40 Washington Street to investigate a disorder involving a motor vehicle. When officers arrived at the scene, they say they found an Asian man who was covered in dirt and limping. Desiree Thien, the man's sister, said she and her brother were with her three children outside the Quincy Center post office, and they witnessed Sullivan speeding down the road. When Thien's brother spoke to Sullivan about him speeding, Sullivan then racially harassed and threatened the five of them. Thien said she and her brother were standing in front of Sullivan's vehicle and collecting his information when he exited the post office and got back into the car. Quincy police said Thien's brother was knocked into a construction zone and fell into an open ditch about 10 to 15 feet deep. Thien recorded video of the aftermath near the construction site and caught Sullivan on camera before police said he fled the scene, driving onto Quincy Avenue and into Braintree, where he was eventually arrested after another crash there. 
Sullivan faces charges, including assault and battery with a dangerous weapon and civil rights violations. He was held without bail until his court hearing today. 33-year-old Weymouth man died Monday night after being stabbed inside a laundromat in Somerville. 53-year-old Darian Burns of Somerville has been identified as the suspect and arrested, charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Stabbing happened inside the Spin Cycle Laundromat on Main Street in Somerville Monday night. The victim has been identified as 33-year-old Joseph Muzzy of Weymouth, died at Mass General Hospital. Burns, the suspect, remained on the scene and was arrested. An investigation is still underway. Bertucci's, the longtime Italian-themed restaurant which began in Massachusetts in the early 80s, has filed for bankruptcy for a second time and has closed several Massachusetts and New Hampshire locations. The closures of the locations come as the restaurant filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in federal court Monday. In the filing, the chain's parent company, Bertucci's Restaurant, cited the impact of COVID-19 and inflation, saying both led to a decline in sales and an increase in expenses. In the fiscal year 2021, the chain sustained a loss of $14 million and a net loss of $7.2 million. According to a comparison of the company's listing from earlier this year, the restaurants in Beverly, Brockton, Canton, Marlboro, North Attleboro, and Woburn have shut down. The Bertucci's in Manchester and Salem, New Hampshire, were also closed. The Nashua, New Hampshire restaurant was the only location left in that state. Bertucci's first opened in 1981 in Davis Square in Somerville. It previously filed for bankruptcy in 2018. New Englanders could be asked to limit their electricity usage this winter amid increased global fuel demand. In a news release, ISO New England says the region should have enough electricity supplies to make it through mild and moderate weather conditions this winter. However, if long periods of severely cold weather develop, they say they'll lean on their forecasting tools to identify potential problems early enough to take proactive measures, such as calling for increased fuel deliveries or asking for public conservation. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has led to increased global demand for liquefied natural gas used in New England's gas distribution and electric systems and resulted in higher prices. Several energy suppliers have raised their rates in recent months. Some utility leaders and politicians sounding the alarm on New England's natural gas supply. A new poll find 62% of Massachusetts residents support a U.S. History MCAS test as a graduation requirement. It's according to the Pioneer Institute, which conducted the survey along with Emerson College. Pioneer Institute says the U.S. History MCAS has been required since an education reform bill was signed by Governor Weld in 1993, but never implemented. MCAS test scores from the last school year revealed students are still struggling to make up for lost classroom time during the pandemic. The Department of Elementary and Secondary Education says they're working on a pilot program for an eighth grade civics test. 
Under state law, studying American history and civics is a graduation requirement even without an MCAS test. The Pioneers Institute full poll results will be released later today. Starting as soon as this week, the names of certified Massachusetts police officers will start to be made public along with information on those officers. How much information is still under discussion by the Peace Officer Standards and Training, or POST Commission. Rebecca Jacobstein, an attorney for the Committee for Public Counsel Services, also said the law on this is too narrow. But the president of the Mass Association of Professional Law Enforcement, Dennis Galvin, said while the need for transparency is real, so is the safety of police officers. Under the law that created the Post Commission, all police officers in Massachusetts must be certified and then recertified on a three-year cycle based on their last names. Officers with last names starting with the letters A through H need to apply for recertification by July 1st. The new information will come out in waves as more certifications and recertifications take place. U.S. News & World Report released its list of top hospitals for maternity care. Several in Massachusetts are among the best. Less than 300 hospitals across the country were labeled as high-performing when it comes to maternity care. They include Mass General, Beth Israel, UMass Memorial, and the South Coast Hospital Group. U.S. News & World Report judges health care centers based on a number of criteria, including C-section and early delivery rates, newborn complications, and whether partners can stay post-delivery. Some Massachusetts hospitals did have some top ones. There were states that outperformed us. California came out on top, 48 hospitals. As for the rest of New England, there are at least two High-performing maternity care hospitals in New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Maine. No hospitals received that designation in Rhode Island or Vermont. A check of business news this morning. Stocks are down. The Dow lost 31. The Nasdaq dropped 33. And the S&P fell 6. Shares also fell in Asia. The dollar rose. The euro slipped. Oil at $74 a barrel. And sports Bruins are in Colorado tonight at 9. The Celtics are in Phoenix at 10. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Rain could be heavy at times, blustery and mild. High today, 55. The rain will slowly taper off this evening. Lows drop to the mid-40s. Sunshine returns tomorrow, high 53. Partly cloudy, 43 on Friday. And more showers Saturday, high 41. For the boater, waves 2 to 3 feet, southeast winds 10 to 15, gusting to 30, and a high tide at 10.30 a.m. Sunrise 6.59, set at 4.11. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, December 7th.